Back to the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Wingstop on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, this is the Ticket Water Cooler, and we are live at Wingstop at 50th and O. Come try the brand new Wingstop chicken sandwich. Choose between any of their 12 flavors. The sandwiches come with two toasted buns and pickles. It's $5.49 for the sandwich. Combo with the drink and fries is $7.99. You can also order online at wingstop.com or use DoorDash or Uber Eats to have your food delivered. Of course, there are three Lincoln locations for Wingstop, 29th and Pine Lake, 50th and O, where we are now, and 28th in Superior, also a new location in Grand Island if you're listening to us out there. So as we wrap it up, I want to get to know North Dakota a little bit better this week's opponent. Uh, you can you can see the Wingstop uh, sign behind me. Well, that's the, that's the, what North Dakota's going to kind of look like. They bring in green and white as their colors. The official colors for the school, though, are green and pink. They just don't what? use pink too much in athletics. Yeah, Why don't they uh, use so the pink? There's a little fun fact for they you. They should use um, the pink more often. I, I don't think that they feel like that... Uh, that it inspires great. fear. It's, it's, it's not too intimidating, <laughs> but it would be unique. I don't think I've seen any team really prominently use pink, so uh, maybe maybe we'll see that from North Dakota in the future. Uh, I've got a list of some of their alumni we'll get to here in a second. First, I want to uh, introduce you to their their head coach, Bubba Schweigert. Uh, he famously noted in his press conference announcing, uh, announcing his hire as a head coach at North Dakota, he said this, we want the opposing quarterback and the quarterback's mother to be the two most uncomfortable people in the building. Uh, so you can tell he's a defensive-minded guy, and he wants to attack the quarterback. Well, so then. We'll, uh, we'll have to make sure Casey Thompson's mother is uh, not as comfortable yeah. than Saturday because that is going yeah. to be the goal of the opponent. Keep Casey's team. mother comfortable. That's, yes. that's rule number one, apparently. That's goal. That's goal number one. Goal number um, one so for everybody else. <laughs> the football team has to keep Casey comfortable, and then everybody else has to keep Casey's mother comfortable. Got yeah, it. if we do that, we can at least uh, win the the mind battle with the opposing coach. Uh, for what he's bringing in, it's going to be a 3-4 defense. Again, he's a defensive guy, uh, so they're going to try to put pressure on the offense um, for short gains and, and high amounts of turnovers is what they're looking for. So hopefully Nebraska doesn't have too many turnovers this weekend. Um, also, they, they like to stop the run and attack the quarterback. So that's going to be uh, their identity moving forward. For all the talk about Anthony Grant's 100-yard performance, Nebraska total at 110 yards. They're mm. going to need more than that on the ground. Uh, and uh, maybe maybe they can get it done with that small amount versus North Dakota, but down the line I think that's going to be uh, troublesome. Uh, also, if you look at them on the other side of the ball, they're kind of, they've kind of got the Big Ten West recipe coming in. They're, they're extremely conservative on the offensive side of the ball. They try to establish the run and control the time of possession. So look out. You've got, uh, you got a, a mini Another Big one. Ten West team coming in here, uh, with, uh, which has, uh, some of those, those type of teams have beaten Nebraska in the past under Scott Frost. All right, so it's just uh, a, mini, it's a mini test of what you did wrong in the first game. You can go out here, and this is how you work on it. I mean, you can't, again, you can't take it for granted. You can't take North yeah. Dakota for granted. But this is something that, that, you know, what you struggled with in the first game, you go out here and they're going to try and do the same thing to you, although it might, may not be at the same level as Northwestern. It's something that you can work on and try to improve upon. And I don't know how long ago this was scheduled or whatever in advance, but it's actually, I mean, if you're looking for a good game to get you ready for the Big Ten, it seems like, you know, with that identity, uh, that's a pretty good way to go about it. Uh, this team, as, as you know, uh, no longer the Fighting Sioux. They're the Fighting Hawks. They used to be the Fighting Sioux. 
until around 2012 when they had to come to compliance with the NCAA's policy against the use of Native, uh, Native American nicknames. They actually went, with, went without a nickname. They're kind of like the Washington football team uh, for three years there. Uh, before in 2015, they went with the Fighting Hawks. Uh, before all of this, back in 1904, uh, to 1930, they were actually the Flicker Tails. So uh, may- maybe the what <laughs> the Flicker Tails? I think that's uh, like one of those little marmots that run around huh. out in North and in, in the Dakotas. But uh, weird. <laughs> yeah, I guess that wasn't uh, wasn't uh, yeah. intimidating enough. So it should have been the the, the Flicker Tails versus the Bug Eaters. Let's go. That's what Let's it could have been at one point in time. Also, I found this interesting. North Dakota, the the college was actually. Uh, established be- three years before the state was established as a state. So that's kind of a fun fact there as well. <laughs> if you look at their, their program altogether, they've won two Division two national championships. Um, back in 2001 was the last one. Uh, excuse me, they just won. They, they, that's the only one. In 2001, Got it. they won the Division two national championship. They're runner-up in 2003, actually. Um, prominently known as an ice hockey school, of course. They've won eight national championships uh, there. Been a runner-up five times as well, they've also got a pretty good women's basketball team with three national championships in the late 90s, 97, 98, and 99, and runner-up in 2001. So it's a fairly accomplished athletic department. Wow, look at that. Look at, yeah. North, look at North Dakota bringing in some championships. Championship right. pedigree up there. Don't take the them fighting lightly. Hawks. They're, no, don't get me wrong. They're living in the 90s, the late 90s, early 2000s, too. What? So. That's <laughs> never heard so of it. <laughs> imagine that. Uh, let's get to some of their uh, some of their alumni. I usually try to get to 10. It was kind of tough was to there get not? to 10. <laughs> yeah. uh, most of these names we you don't even know, but if, if I explain to you their job title, then you'll be like, oh, okay. Uh, oh, understandable. So, uh, among their, uh, of course, I mentioned they had a great ice hockey team. Among their alumni, there is a Miracle on Ice hockey player from the 1980 Olympic, Winter Olympic team, Dave Christian. Uh, if you don't know the name, I don't blame you. I'm not much of a, of a hockey guy myself. Unfortunately. But more, more than 20 former North Dakota players are currently in the NHL, and they have 100 former players altogether that have played in the NHL. So, it's a, it, like I said, it's hockey a ice school. hockey school. That's a oh, hockey school. Without a doubt. Uh, along their, among their other... Uh, alumni is Dave St. Peter, the president of the Minnesota Twins. Okay, that's impressive. Mar- that's impressive. They have Mark Chipman, NHL executive, owner of the Winnipeg Jets. That's impressive. That's impressive. Okay, that's impressive okay North Dakota. I like this one. How about gold medalist from the 2018 Winter Olympics in curling, Joe Polo. Yeah. He, was, he got the gold medal as an alternate. Yeah. I don't think- <laughs> Still counts, baby. <laughs> Still you, counts. An alternate in curling, and you get a gold medal. Yeah, if you're so the four by in track and field, the four by one, if they can change the team up. So if you run in the prelims, then you're an alternate for the finals. If they get somebody else and they put them in there as the as the team for the finals, whoever if you ran in the prelims didn't run in the finals, you still get a gold medal. Yeah, because you helped the team <laughs> get there. It, I mean, he's an alternate, yeah. so at some point he may have played. So it still counts. I just wonder. I just wonder how prominently. I mean, that's. I mean, a gold medal is. I mean, there's nothing more you can really do. Look, I mean, what, yeah. this world. Look, what are you gonna? What are you? What are you yeah. gonna do? Oh, you're a gold medalist. Yeah, we're an alternate. He's like, yeah. Well, I'm a gold medalist. So, <laughs> right. What, what, like, what you got? Can't can't down him too much for yeah, that. Yeah. So not much. Not much in the way of fame, but they the North Dakota alumni hold pretty powerful positions. They do have a few. And, and how about this? Uh, ben Jacobson, the current head coach of Northern Iowa basketball, is a North Dakota alum. Okay. These last two will, will particularly intrigue your interest. Ooh, love it. How about current Utah basketball head coach, 
Craig Smith, former assistant ah, under Tim Miles. That guy. North Dakota alum. We like that guy. Yeah, that's we do a, love that guy. That's a good guy. Yeah. He, he, not a great – one season, remember he, he took the job at Utah State, did really well there. First season with Utah didn't go great, but I'm interested to see where his career takes off. Of course, he was part of the tournament team, and I can say the tournament team. You know Duh. exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> There's been one tournament team for Nebraska basketball since like 1999 <laughs> or whatever it was. Uh, and uh, so – Craig Smith, an interesting one, but none of these guys can top their top alumni. Ooh. The Zen master himself, Phil Jackson, 11-time NBA champion. There it if is. If he's watching this weekend, he might be cheering against the Huskers because Phil oh, Jackson no. went to North Dakota. Does Phil Jackson show up to Memorial Stadium? <laughs> that, I hope Big so. question. Yeah. Maybe it's been on his bucket list. You know what? That's gonna be. I'm gonna post that on Twitter at Radio Rico AC. Does Phil Jackson show up to Memorial <laughs> Stadium wearing his Fighting Hawks your stuff. I hope so. Keep in mind that guy. He can't wear all his NBA championship rings. He's got eleven of them. I'm gonna so. yell at him for ruining the Knicks. So <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Too. I'll do. I'll do that. that. You know. How I'll about be, the Knicks? By the way, guys. before we get out, signing air R.J. Barrett, uh, uh, almost basically cutting off ties for them to get uh, Donovan. Apparently, they didn't. They didn't do that. They're, the ties are not cut. There's still a trade in place. To possibly work, we'll see if Danny Ainge decides to accept it. The trade before RJ, Leon Rose playing hardball, put a put a date, a hard date on if they were to accept the trade. They offered RJ uh, and two first round pick, conditional first round picks, and the U- Utah Jazz didn't accept in time, so they re-signed RJ. And now the trade in place is, I believe, Evan Fournier, Obi Toppin, and three or four picks. All right, we'll see if Trader Danny wants to accept that. Uh, and we'll make way for the happy hour. I know Nick uh, is uh, either there or heading there with your food, so it's enjoy here. that. Uh, we've had a great time out here at Wingstop. That'll wrap it up for the captain and ticket water cooler. We'll be back next Wednesday, the happy hour, coming up next. <laughs>